Welcome back to Domance Dawn, your primary show for discussing Simpsons and One Piece. If you've got a better show doing this than us, we'll take them out. Yeah, no, I, I mean, if we're in the same town, yeah, we can go and have a nice dinner together and talk about and these murder them with kindness. I'm and Luke. also this knife I found. That's my good knife, Janine. Please don't use it unless you're, like, aware of how to use it, because you can nick it on bones, and then you have to get it sharpened, and it's... Hi, I'm Luke. He, him, sometimes they, them. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Janine. Hello, it is I, Janine. My pronouns are she, they, and I don't have a third thing to say. And we are joined this week by our lovely guest, Marion Gonzalez. Well, I'm really more handsome than lovely. You can be both. You can be both. Uh, pronouns are it's it. Uh, but I am from California, so, like, yeah, there you go. I said my own punchline before that. Uh, yeah, I, I have the ice cream pronouns. It's it. It's it. Yeah. Everyone's favorite uh, ice cream sandwich that uh, apparently doesn't get sold outside of California. I've heard of it. I've heard that that, that they're like that you can mess up your teeth going nuts on them. Yeah, they're they're like a Klondike bar, but you know, without the chocolatey outside. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Wild. I have never heard of this before. We're in different parts of the country. <laughs> I'm in Ohio. Austin, Texas. North Hollywood. <laughs> Yeehaw. Well, uh, we are very happy to have you here. We are very happy to be recording. Uh, welcome to our show about One Piece and The Simpsons. What is your background with The Simpsons? I have been watching this program since 1989. I rem actually have been watching this program probably since 1987. I remember pretty clearly the, the Tracy Ullman shorts and just uh, following that along to, well, I guess uh, they've got their own show now. Let, let's see what, this ha what, what happens here. And I just kind of kept doing that until 2005 when I got distracted. And um, that's about it, really. I heard there was a movie, and I know I saw it. Fair enough. Well, this would have been before that movie came out. Do you know, you said, was it around 2005 when you fell oh, out? Oh, yeah. Or... Yeah, about 2005 is when I fell out. Actually, I, I think uh, the, the run of shows that we, uh, the run of episodes that we uh, were doing for this week might may have, have a pretty clear memory of those because I was, uh, uh, we were doing a lot of prep for our, for our wedding. Which is, uh, yeah, 18 years ago is uh, 2005. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how Time. that works. Yeah. Uh, well, that is a long experience with The Simpsons. Do you have, like, a particular favorite episode? No, uh, but one of my favorite things that's ever happened in the show 
is when Krusty goes into hiding uh, as as a, a on, on on the wharf as a guy called Rory, and mm-hmm. he gets all tan for a while, and you find that it's makeup. But you know the kids go looking for him, and Bart blow and and Bart walks up to the sea captain, uh, Captain McAllister. Yeah, sure. Like, have you seen this guy? And he inflates a balloon, and uh, with Krusty's face on it, but it gets blown up all weird. And he goes, "Yeah, I seen that guy. He's in here." Uh, dances for nickels and you know uh, a little dude comes in with with a swelled up crusty face and he starts playing the concertina and dancing for nickels he goes no this guy and they blow it up correctly so that it actually looks like crusty no i need him handsome pete handsome pete i've got a brain that is afflicted with simpsons knowledge ah it's incurable it is it is well, all you can really do is make the patient comfortable. <laughs> it's it's true. What is your background with One Piece? This is the first time I've ever seen this program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and uh, with the with, with the storyline we've got here, uh, uh, with everyone uh, introducing themselves because they have no memory of who they are. Uh, that that was a that 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 was a hell of a ride. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, a very filler arc. Um, what? Who are you for people who are unfamiliar? Because I kind of realized that we forgot to do that. It's a very weird energy there as we record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did 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 I, did I even drop my name at the beginning? Uh, Marion Gonzalez is is me. I'm that one. Uh. Uh, I use uh, it, its pronouns, but I'm from California, so you can use it's it. Uh, I'm a theater actress, puppeteer, and arm wrestler from Los Angeles, California. Um, I once ate 26 McDonald's cheeseburgers in one sitting. Hell yeah. That's actually kind of attractive to me in a weird way. I don't know. Well, something's wrong. <laughs> hey, that hey, I'm the one that did it, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I had one of my nicknames was Chicken Sandwich uh, because I ate like 12 shredded chicken sandwiches in a single segment. Uh, The full nickname was Chicken Taco Sandwich. So I was Taco for short. That is a fantastic nickname. Yeah. Oh, youth group. Yeah, names that are food are some of the best names. For people and for pets. Yeah, for people and for pets. Uh, and, you know, as as with pets, you know, people names and uh, food names are the best. Here's my brother Douglas and my sister Spaghetti's. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, well, before we get into recapping what happened, we had some... Oh, no, I don't have access to my soundboard because we're recording in Discord. Um, uh, we had some dough mints. Was, was that a decent dough? Yeah, I, uh, you, you said the apostrophe. There. Uh, in the last episode, uh, the orange shirt was from Structure. I could not remember what brand it was. And I said South Park instead of Shark Tale as a DreamWorks film. Not sure what was going on with there, but I acknowledge my failures, live in the moment, and get on to Simpsons Simpsons and One Piece that initially ran from February 6th 
through March 6th of the year 2005. AD. Yes, well, I mean, the BC ones, they lost all the tapes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I shouldn't have... Gotta hang on to those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there are four Simpsons episodes here. There was Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass, where a video of Homer dancing goes viral. Athletes start looking for Homer to train them. Ned, meanwhile, starts making gory religious films, which become popular, so Mr. Burns starts to finance them. When Marge criticizes the films, Mr. Burns stops financing them, and Homer gets to do the Super Bowl halftime show, has no idea, so he turns to Flanders, and together they put a show on based on the story of Noah, but it is criticized for pushing religion. It's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, Homer could really just help himself out by just, you know, rolling down a screen and just playing one of Ned's movies. They they were mm -hmm. they, they they look like shit, but they're more ca they were certainly more, more captivating than that weird stage show that he just kind of threw together. I mean, I feel like the way to get people talking about Super Bowl halftime shows now is just to like confuse them with what's going on like when, yeah uh, what's his name got stuck in the maze oh yeah the weekend mm -hmm. he was in there we lost, an, we lost an entire weekend in the maze yeah <laughs> uh well there, there there he was he just it turned himself into a fun meme at the beginning of a uh, 2020 for all of us good job the weekend mm -hmm. at the time that we needed him yeah. to do that the most. Well, actually, no, that would have been before, like, COVID's really started to spread in the Oh! The before times. Yeah. 2019 AD. What I really liked about this episode is that it sets up a president that immediately gets used in the next episode, which yeah. is to introduce a fake celebrity and then introduce a real celebrity afterward, later. Yeah. Like, we get a wild mix of celebrities in here. Like, actual Michelle Kwan. Yeah. Tom Brady, before we all really hated him. Yao Ming. Before he and... really hated us. You can't blame him for that. No. But yeah, it's, it's a weird criticism of, like, the passion of the Christ mixed with Bad sportsmanship. I, it's fine. I did. Yeah. I did like that there was a mention for San Antonio. San Antonio cow skulls would actually be <laughs> a solid name for San Antonio, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And hey, they could be the second team to get their sports name from the Simpsons. That's, That's true, right. because... Uh, Albuquerque isotopes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with their bullshit food menu. Wow, uh, they, they, they don't have the uh, uh, Southwest mango salsa hot dog? No, they don't. They go wilder? Like, they had the dentist delight. No. Which, it sounded awful and wonderful. Um... I will see if I can link you outside of the episode. 
to what they announced for this year. Every year, it's like new abominations that mix Southwestern <laughs> flavors with the creativity of a drunk, hungry person. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't don't let don't don't let the hungry and drunk feed you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like so many of these sports teams now they just need to be like, well, how are we going to get people to come and see baseball? They if they don't care about baseball, we need to get bullshit food that they are going to watch and get that influencer vibe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what what's what's that one minor league team, the Banana Men? I think I think it is where. Well, anyway, the Banana Men are not in this episode. Uh, Michelle no. Michelle Kwan is in this episode, and and uh, she has the joke that that's been in my head for like eighteen years, where uh, she gets or Deion Sanders asks her if, "Hey, are you married?" Not in here. I'm not. As as she walks, as they're walking inside a sinking boat. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one that we had here was Prankster Rap, where Bart disobeys his parents, sneaks off to a rap concert to avoid getting caught. He fakes his own ransom and kidnapping. Wiggum, feeling reasonably incompetent, has a dream that inspires him to do his job, and he ends up tracking down Bart to Kirk Van Houten's apartment, where he arrests Kirk becomes a hero, and ends up the police commissioner. Bart confesses what happened to try and do the right thing to Commissioner Wiggum, but Wiggum wants him to keep it a secret. And Lisa finds Bart's concert shirt, tries to pursue the truth. Only Principal Skinner is willing to believe her. And so everyone else who is now better off at this time, including Kirk Van Houten, wants to stop her. They are too late, but then everyone else is kind of like, well, no, we're better off if we just stick with this lie. It's a weird... We want to do an episode that kind of touches on hip-hop, but there are no yeah. black people on the staff. Uh, Dan Castellaneta and Harry Shearer have no flow. They, they, they do not. They, they, th- those motherfuckers cannot rap to save their life. Uh, uh, Nancy Cartwright has negative flow. That that woman cannot get, cannot fall. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing that perhaps just to preserve the uh, the the fidelity of the audio recording, they they weren't getting playback in in their monitors with with some kind of beat that they were supposed to follow. Uh, but you know the the, the beats that were under uh, Alcatraz at the concert <laughs> that 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 was a pretty sick little bit of thumping right there. When uh, I think like three or four years ago, they did a two-parter called The Great Fatsby, which was uh, oh. something that they fired Alf Clausen, I believe, as their musical supervisor because it was like, oh, he doesn't have the ability to write rap, and it's something that they've gotten <gasps> better on. But it's it's one of those weird things where it's like, yeah, this is a bunch of white people trying to comment on something where they don't necessarily need to. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I looked mean... it up, mm-hmm. and this yeah. is this episode comes on only like like six months away from when we'll first see the Boondocks. Huh. Christ. So we were in the area and the mindset of this is a thing that we want to talk about, but it came from the mouth of white people. So it'll take a while for us to see it animated in a way that is from black people for white people yeah. to then misinterpret. <laughs> 
for years to come. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to misinterpret this, it's do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like how it kind of, th- this episode really did just start us off like at the very end of the last one, because the first thing we see is, is a very gory take on Veggie Tales. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as a, as, yeah. I, I think that's more of the whole passion of the Christ zeitgeist that you had going yeah. on. It's like, how do you get people into religion? Gore! And, like, even South Park was commenting on it a lot at this time, and, Yeah. Yeah, and you know that's that's another guy we we'd uh, we we you know find out some fascinating things about there. Old, old Mel Gibson, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fascinating. Fascinating isn't the right word uh, yeah. for for enemy of the podcast, uh, Mel Gibson. We'll eventually cast his ass on something. We didn't cast <laughs> him for anything. Uh-huh. I think he's come up, but we haven't come to the right person. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird episode. I do enjoy the sort of subversion of the oh no, everyone is happier living the lie. Yeah. I'm I'm I mean just in, in general stuff that, that that's about look how cool this, this incompetent cop is. It is it feels a little funny, even if it's you know just Chief Wiggum we're talking about. Uh mm-hmm. and, and like, oh hey, cool, he finally did one right. Uh I I I I I don't know. I uh, I also just really like seeing Kirk Van Houten have a rough time. Are you not pro Team Kirk? Oh no, I think Kirk's great. I I just think that you know, he he's at his best, or really maybe I'm just at my best when when I see him having difficulties. Uh, you know, sitting uh on his chair in his in his underwear eating chintzy pop, which is mostly baby teeth probably uh, uh just wait just as the police come in and take him away it he he call, he they conjure up so many wonderful visual gags with with kirk and and i and i guess i just like seeing him sad it's interesting i'd be interested to see how you feel about where he's kind of steered recently because they do undo the divorce more or less ah I don't like it that at all. I I don't think I care for that. It's one of those things where he had been divorced for longer than he was married, and I think they were just kind of like, well, let's see if this does anything. And he he becomes the conservative idiot punching bag in the modern era of the show. Oh man. I mean, being Team Kirk kinda kinda means reveling in, in how sad he is. Yeah. Um, we then have the one we'll probably discuss the most. There's something about marrying where Bart oh, yeah. unknowingly torment a travel guide who ends up hating Springfield and criticizes the town. So tourism dies off. So they decide to legalize gay marriage, which doesn't seem like you can do it on a town level. Um, I mean, Gavin Newsom did it, did, did it years ago. Oh, around this time, around 2005. Fair. Uh, uh, sorry, ma- sorry, Mayor Gavin Newsom at the time, mayor of San Francisco. Wild. Um, yeah, he just said we're we're doing it here, and d- do it there. They indeed they did. 
Oh, okay. So he legalized it there. He didn't yeah. ban it. Okay, that's where that's where I had a moment of what? Oh, sorry. Uh, I, yeah, I got yeah, I got confused there. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't ban gay. <laughs> no, I mean it, it, that'd be pretty pretty uh, impressive trick though, being able to ban gay marriage in, just in San Francisco, mm-hmm. but you know, have it find everywhere else in California. So uh, oh. Lovejoy. <laughs> refuses to marry any of the couples so homer decides to become a minister online to make money which is something that my mom who went to seminary for four years actively hates when people do Uh, homer marries all the gay couples that he can and then he's like i'll just marry anyone patty comes to get married and comes out to marge as a lesbian which marge is uncomfortable with and patty eventually just tells her to get over it margins of finding out that patty's fiance who goes by veronica is actually a dude pretending to be a woman and is accepting of the marriage until she starts to feel bad that patty would be living a lie reveals the secret patty turns down veronica and then heads off with selma it's both progressive and it's regressive when you've got a dude pretending to be a woman to do better in sports and literally in that sports, is, yeah. it's it's like oh no it's it's the, the th- here's here's the thing mm-hmm. here's the thing it's not as progressive as people put it out to be yeah. because uh it definitely does the thing that was very um very popular during the time where you'll make gay jokes but the gay person technically has the last laugh Mm -hmm. it doesn't negate Mm. all of the homophobia to have that if you and your personal life don't get to have that sweet moment of revenge like you're just left with a show that just showcases the homophobia that you're going to see in the outside world yeah, I think that is yeah, and valid. like like the fact that Veronica isn't actually a trans woman is just, but is is instead just some dude trying to cheat at women's as at women's sports, literally doing an anti-trans yeah. athlete argument. Yeah, it's Homer being willing to marry anyone is great. It's on very a level. Homer. It's the homeriest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a way that he can make money. He gets another job at it. But... It also feels like it equates marriage equality with some of the outlandish things that he was marrying, though. Yeah. Yes. Like incest babies. Uh, Captain McAllister to, uh, you know, uh, the... Well, uh, I know there's, uh, I know, I know there's a word for those wooden ladies you see on boats. The a figurehead. Bowhead. Yeah, the, the yeah, the figurehead, yeah. the bowhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. I don't want them to be like, oh, well, it's been a few years. Let's bring Veronica back <laughs> and be like, oh, well, she actually is trans now and has kind of come to. I feel like that would be the wrong way, like, just never mentioning this, and I also don't think that you can really split up Patty and Selma. 
Yeah, no, no. Uh, I, I mean, you should never, ex except for, you know, the throwaway gags of, like, uh, she married someone else again. And again, yeah. and again. And more times since you've stopped watching. Yeah, no, it, it's it's great. You know, then she just get, gets, you know, then she's left on the jub-jub until Patty comes back. Selma comes back. Mm -hmm. and whichever one of them, whichever one of those growling ladies. Uh, did, 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 uh, did the bits with, with, uh, with Howell Hughes make any sense to y'all? I don't know who Howell Hughes is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's not a joke that really plays outside of, uh, California or more specifically Los Angeles. Huel Hauser was a man on, who did travelogues on PBS in, 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 in the 80s. Um, specifically about things in LA he he was the, the, this he uh was in the navy uh when his uh deployment was over he found himself in Los Angeles and just hung around uh fell in love with the city and uh, fell in love with it so hard that he got his own show on PBS for like 20 years uh just traveling the city uh getting very excited about oh my god this this dog's eating an avocado uh, but yeah, that 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 was that was him who uh, lived the rest of his life with a woman who we're everyone is pretty sure was his beard in a lovely house in Palm Springs. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I was able to learn that. It def it definitely feels like something that everybody in the writers' room at that time was like. Yeah, we were all like alive and available to remember this thing that happened in this particular spot. I'm sure everybody did. Sure. I mean, the show's called California's Gold, and the episodes are mostly about, like, hole-in-the-wall burger joints uh, that no one outside of Los Angeles knows. But this joke's going to kill him. This joke's going to kill him in, in, in the middle of the country. And all the other people in the room are like, yeah, we, we, we live in yeah, California. Bud. We're very familiar yeah. with this. I mean, if it was a Rick Steves joke, oh, God, I love a <laughs> Rick Steves joke. Uh, but, Rick Steves, and it's 420. It's 420 in all these spots in Europe. Uh, that man, that man, I wish I loved anything like that man loves being photographed with a wine glass full of weed. <laughs> <sighs> now that's what I want. Janine, let's get you a wine glass full of weed. That you know, I've been waiting for somebody to tell me that my entire life. Maybe a nice little snifter, fill it, you know, all the way to the brim with just some, some nice big fat buds. And swirl it around, sniff it, and, and then, you know, um, don't drink it because, of course, it, it, you know, it's not liquid. I can try. <laughs> I think I can make it work. You just eat it like the worst bowl of mini-wheats. Just take a big honking bite out of a glass and all. Just we are devi we are deviating from our original subject in such a way that is comforting because I'm remembering that what <laughs> we're just deviating from is there's something about marrying, which yeah. um, to be honest, I the one thing I liked about this was Patty. 
because for for a weird odd reason, like uh, Patty, like in this episode, felt kind of like transition goals and like how she's yeah. like able to take no shit from Homer and stuff. Yeah. There, there, there's this wonderful uh, shot that's animated from from her point of view where she finally gets flicks the cigarette into his eye. Just her hand comes into frame, flicks it into it, just right into his eyeball. Uh, it, it, it's such a gorgeous shot. And me being a lesbian that is not particularly um, attractive inside of Eurocentric beauty standards. I really did kind of feel a kinship yeah. with her. I wanted to work for her so that I could somehow believe that it can work for me. I also mm -hmm. realized that this episode really kind of made me feel self-conscious that of how much like my past relationship really focused on marriage for me. And it uh -huh. never happened. Well, there is still time. True love is out there, Janine, and we have one Me more season. They're still making them. It could still yeah, happen. They Patty. are. And I mean, we do get uh, episodes where it's like, oh, this is the woman who Patty is dating now. And then kind of how that influences the relationships with everyone else like there was a good one where they all go to like a timeshare and oh yeah Patty... yeah as a Patty... fortune feimster as as the the girlfriend right mm -hmm. popular lesbian actress on tv shows fortune feimster 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 uh yeah curly haired and gay that term mm -hmm. up there with uh paula pell paula pell Ah, yes, uh, it, it, so, so many of our great, blonde, curly-haired, queer women uh, comics. Mm -hmm. I love that every show that she is in, if, she is, if the show lasts long enough, her wife shows up. Really? I, yes. I had, had not uh, been aware of that. Uh, yeah, yep, no, uh, uh, J J yeah, J Janine Brito uh, uh, is... Uh, yeah, again, if, if, if we're going like with uh, lesbians that are transitioned in fashion and just all, all together goals of some kind, yeah, th there you go. Uh, uh, Janine Brito hitting the stage, uh, uh, referring to herself as looking like a uh, little guy uh, having a good time at his bar mitzvah, is how she describes herself. <laughs> um, yeah, AP Bio Paula Pell is wonderful in that and Girls 5 Eva. But we have one more episode of The Simpsons oh, yes. to discuss, which is probably the least of all of these episodes, which is On a Clear Day, I Can't See My Sister. Look, a I rewatched this episode this morning, and I don't remember anything about it. I'm reading the, the rereading the recap, and I don't remember seeing any of this. It is such a badly it is an episode that follows such a strange structure where even the B-plot doesn't have steps to it. Uh, Abe is working a job at Sprawlmart but gets injured, so Homer has to step in and does really good at the job. On a field trip, Bart keeps pranking Lisa, so she eventually gets a restraining order against Bart, which makes his life more difficult. 
Marge tries to appeal the order, but Bart insults the judge, and the restraining order is increased so he can no longer live in the house and ends up going feral. At the sprawl mart, Homer is being mistreated, but he finds out that all the other old people working there are stealing from the store at night, and so he joins in the crimes. And then Lisa decides to forgive Bart after remembering that she does love him and forgives him and invites him back. And it's just weird. Yeah, I'm I'm remembering it a little bit now. And I did really enjoy the the that that little piece, that little montage where you see uh, uh Bart turning into a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh just just all of those mo- just all of the montages that they do on the Simpsons where 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 there's just no dialogue but some sort of light and airy classical piece plays. It, those are all those tend, those are always so well done. And uh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a high point in an episode that is otherwise so forgettable that you could watch it this morning and forget about it by the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. Like, I, I, I knew that there was a restraining order episode. I'd forgotten it was this one. Uh, like, oh, that's right. The restraining order. Jane Kaczmarek is there. She's the judge. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I mean, that... Boy, you bring Jane Kaczmarek out all that way just to just to have her stand around a little bit, huh? I mean, this was the point of time where Malcolm Middle was still going on, and so she'd be brought in maybe once every season or two to ah. join her judge, who is trans. One of those things where they kind of did a joke, and then it's like, no, this is, yeah. Was it like some kind of a throwaway gag where she goes, yeah, and I've got a great big one. And by one, I mean my Drangus. And then, you know, because it's just this, you know, throwaway gag, it ends up being part of the lore. Not far off. Oh. So she said Drangus, huh? I mean, not Drangus. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it... Yeah, not she really. Makes, far. She makes the comments of like uh, she used to be like Bart when she was a little boy. Yeah, which honestly, like, um, is something that Janine would do as a um, <laughs> way to get attention from people. Yeah, yeah, I've I've definitely done uh, said similar things. It's like you know, a- oh, tried to raise me as a boy, didn't quite take. <laughs> It's like how my sister used to say, oh, yeah, my dad's in prison when my dad was working as a psychologist in a prison for a while. Look, uh, really, a thing more parents need to be able to do is just take professions, just just job opportunities that will give their kids all sorts of excuses to to just craft, you know, one-liners. Mm-hmm. This is my father. He works at the dildo factory. No, that's my entire joke. I mean, that's that's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, new characters who we have unlocked include yeah. uh, Michelle Kwan, Flipper, Mrs. Pac-Man, uh, Rosemary Chalmers, Actual Mario, Joe Spaghettio, MC Champagne Millionaire, Inky, Blinky, and Space Crocodile, amongst others. Bless you, Space Crocodile. Mm-hmm. 
But now we are on to the One Piece episodes. Episodes 220 through 224, which include... You lost your memory? It was taken? Who are you? The mysterious boy with the whistle and Robin's guess. Get back your memories, landing on the island. Zoro sharpens his fangs. A fight with a wild beast. The memory thief's final counterattack shows his true nature. That's my favorite Fallout Boy song. <laughs> what happens these episodes? <laughs> Not yeah. So, when all the Straw Hats, except for Nika, Robin, are asleep, a child with a seahorse plays a mysterious noise, and when the rest of the crew wakes up, they've forgotten everything that they've done since they started out on their adventure. Usopp tries to pretend to be the captain of the ship, but Sanji catches on. They realize they have landed on sort of an island sandbar, and currently Robin is the only one who remembers things. She works to explain things to the crew, but she doesn't really know anyone's backstory too close, so... They aren't fully convinced. Nami uh, has no idea why she's on here. Steals all the Skyping gold. I like that Usopp looks like a lot of the girls they have crushes on. I, I mean, they they seem to have designed this fella to to look like a lot of the kind of string beanie, uh, uh, just just sort of curly haired, uh, white trans women that that make me stupid. Uh, I don't think that was specifically on purpose just for me, but it's very appreciated. <laughs> I mean, his mom pretty much looks like a female version of him, so. Oh, well, mm -hmm. oh, pardon me. She <laughs> dies. Oh, well, <laughs> a trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, Nami leaves the group and takes the Skypean gold on the waiver back because uh, she wants to buy back her village. Uh, and she ends up on the village that is on the island where nobody knows what's happening. Robin puts the clues together that what happened is related to the folks falling asleep and the mysterious boy. That night, Robin and Sanji stay up drinking coffee, run into the boy and his seahorse, and Robin wakes up the rest of the crew. So the boy tries to use the seahorse to physically attack the pair of them. But he does this on Luffy's masthead spot. Luffy attacks the boy, causes it. And that causes the seahorse to restore Luffy's memories, and the boy disappears, and Luffy plans to get his crew back. It's... Look, if if you say that that little dude is a deer, that's a deer. But I, I, I know a dog when I see one. The fact that he is a tanuki dog is a recurring... Oh, he's he's not a deer. Yeah. He's a tanuki dog. No, he, he, he is a reindeer. He is a oh. reindeer, but people think he's a tanuki dog. He is a reindeer that ate a human-human fruit. Oh, that's right. The human-human fruit from the devil-devil tree? Uh, no, they're just devil fruit. Devil fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Drim, which is the boy with the seahorse, tracks down Zoro, who wandered off, but he's afraid to initially approach him. In the morning, the crew needs to move from the sandbar where the ship is uh, to the island, and we just get some Tears of Kingdom raft building, which is the second arc in a row where they've just had to show their ability to poorly build ships. Which, uh, if I know, they're sailors, not shipwrights. No, they they need to get a shipwright. Yeah. Uh, I mean, eventually, they, they, they have to get a shipwright. Ha ha ha. Wordplay, Liz Lemon. 
the next one is where they are actually going to get the ship right. So, One Piece. Uh, so Nami wakes up at the inn that she stayed in. Nobody at the inn knows what's going on. Luffy and the rest of the crew find her in the town. Luffy explains he got his memories back and eventually convert convinces Nami to help them look for the boy. Uh, Robin finds a glyph and starts leading everyone to the Sea God's Palace that exists on the island. On the way, Chopper and Usopp get separated from the group, run into Zoro, who's just wandering through the woods, and eventually that leads to Zoro finding Luffy and the rest of the group, and Zoro tries to cut off Luffy's head. They're like, oh, hey, Zoro's acting strangely, so Luffy fights him for real while the rest of the crew keeps heading towards the palace. Uh, Nami is suspicious and tries to convince the others to go back to their homes with her. Only Usopp wants to go initially, but he relents in the end, and Nami uh, realizes that she forgot to grab the gold that they had stolen. Mm -hmm. So, Robin explains from the ruins that there's a monster on the island that feeds on memories. She assumes the monster keeps eating everybody in the town's memories every day. Drim reappears, preparing to hypnotize Usopp and Nami, but Robin protects him. Sanji kicks the seahorse, which releases more memories, this time to Drim, who had been carrying the seahorse around. He runs off. The seahorse tries to run away. Sanji kicks it again, restoring more memories, and then Zoro appears without Luffy. Meanwhile, the rest of the village has their memories back. Drim returns to his mom, and it's like, I know who stole all these memories. You know it's mom, because it looks just like him, too. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's just genetics. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Noko, which is the name of the seahorse, uh, orders Zoro to attack everyone. Sasagi steps in to defend them, but then Luffy comes flying back in, slams into Zoro and Sanji, and it turns out that Zoro had his memories back the entire time. He was just being weird. So Zoro ends up fighting the seahorse while Usopp narrates it, which is a solid bit. The seahorse blasts Zoro with a gas cloud that causes everyone to hallucinate people who they have lost or left behind. Except for Robin, because at this point in the show, we know nothing about Robin's history. Which is why that is happening. Uh, that is kind of... He looks like a Jojo. Uh, I, I don't know Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, but he looks like one of them. I, I don't know if that, that's on purpose. I, I enjoy that all the characters look like they're kind of drawn differently. The the overall effect is kind of monstrous, and I enjoy it. Oh, they they get wilder, and the next crew member is going to be even stranger. Um, but yeah, like we know nothing about Robin's history. Nothing had been written or revealed so far, so that's why it's oh, Robin is immune to these effects for story purposes. Oh. Uh, so then the seahorse ends up summoning images of enemies that they fought, and it turns out that it really wants to use the memories from the Straw Hats and everyone else to turn into a millennial dragon, which in this case means it inflates like a massive balloon and everyone loses their memories again. Luffy wants to ride the dragon, springs up onto it, wraps it up, and forces out the memories again, and Luffy, with his memories restored, is angry that the dragon is taking memories instead of making its own memories and just beats it up and launches it across the sky where it loses all the memories it collected. 
The party heads back to the village, hoping for a reward, but Drim sends the villagers after them, blaming them for stealing the memories, and Nami being willing to murder people in a filler arc just drives a waiver through everyone before they sail off. Is she normally not so murderous? No, and... Like, normally oh. nobody dies, and Janine is angry about it. Oh, I like this for her. The last time that she tried to murder people was the last filler arc that dealt with millennial dragons, or millennium dragons, where she tossed a guy off a mountain. Waterfall. And that guy probably died. Oh, yeah, she rockenbocked him, huh? Mm -hmm. Well, except that she survived and didn't have to come back by fan popular demand years later against the wishes of a creator. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this arc was based on two different video games. Uh, Ocean's Dream and Dragon's Dream, which, if you're going to do a video game, you need some way to get, like, villains who people want to see to show up, and this kind of set the score for almost every other One Piece game with an original story where it's, oh, we need someone who can bring back old villains and make people fight each other, which... Is that's going to be a, that's going to be a seahorse every time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One time, I think it's a magical book that turns into a tanuki. And what is a magical book but a type of seahorse of the shelf? Uh, the, the, I mean, Real. a seahorse, of, of course. You know, he he carries his young uh, for for his partner. And and what else would you call the the the, the letters printed on uh, on the page, the the little ink babies uh, upon the page of, of this book? The real magical book is the seahorse we made along the way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's very much filler. We get a few decent bits, but nothing really important. And you know that that's. You know, for me, that's fine. Uh, mm -hmm. I just like seeing weirdos be weirdos. Well, then One Piece is something that you will enjoy because it is a yeah. whole bunch of weirdos. There's dudes who eat each other. There's dinosaurs. Ah, there's, big fan of a dino. There's robots. It's, it is a fascinating series that has over a thousand episodes. Yikes, yeah. 20 years of this, you said. Uh, I mean, that's... Mm -hmm. uh, the Simpsons is going uh, pretty close to it, it, it started to gain on 40 years I mean it's over 30 years Yeah. Uh, depending on where you count the Tracy Ullman but also like One Piece surpassed its episode surpasses the episodes of the Simpsons ah mm -hmm. more of those consistently produced I suppose yeah, uh, One Piece, for better and for worse, becomes a franchise where they need to do episodes almost every week. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, do they just uh, run, out of, uh, run out of manga at some point? Yes. That's where <laughs> we're in, baby! <laughs> All right! No, oh, that's we aren't in the You said it's based on yet. two video games, not based on the manga. Uh, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, is there... Is, 
Is there a Hostess uh, a Snack Cakes ad equivalent uh, in, in Japan that they could base episodes on? Uh, there is a high school AU for ramen. Oh, good. Oh, good. And uh, are these the versions of themselves as they would appear on the, 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 the packaging for the ramen? Yes. And it's like a more watercolory style. Oh, yeah. Well, that is a thing I really enjoy. Uh, I really love the backgrounds on, on this show. Uh, yeah, that, that wonderful watercolor style. Uh, it 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 kind of reminds me a little bit of a Richard Scarry book in in some in some spots and there, and and uh, there's there's some bits in the forest where where the trees are falling, uh, that reminds me a little a, a lot of a Mary Blair painting. I can see that they they lean a lot more heavily on the watercolors early on, and then yeah. I think they move to more of a digital setup. But like some of the stuff I've seen from recent episodes, and I'm not up to date, but I'll see clips is absolutely beautiful. Because they kind of went from, well, we're doing this every week, but if we can make the animation baller as hell, the fact that we have to slow down the story doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, we have two characters to match for this week, Drim and Noka, both of whom are unimportant and we will never see any of them again. Not once. Uh, for Drim, my Rodrigo style... Uh, suggestion was the Super Bowl one tuba man. Just a single person who was the first Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, my other suggestions were Blow the Horn Kid and Stan, who is a shitty student who in uh, the episode where Bleeding Gums Murphy uh, teaches Lisa to play the blues, he's like, you know, you're nicer when you smile. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wasn't sure if we were going with uh with just characters that from from the from the bits we watched, because 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 if that were the case, uh, as as Drim, I, I would have said uh per, perhaps uh perhaps Alcatraz with 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 his uh twenty foot uh, plasma television in his shoe closet, uh that he uses to entrance all the fellas. Mm -hmm. Uh no, I mean if you take him from just the episodes we watched, that is called Rodrigo style from another guest who. Ah. Uh, went for just stuff in the new episode. Uh, but you can suggest any. Uh, do you have another suggestion then for Drim? Let's see. Um, <clears throat> well, obviously he's not going to be like a nut like 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 a Nelson. Uh, th th this man's not going to be like a like a, one of Lisa's friends, Janie. Um. No, Drim is Terry and Sherry. Drim is there at the periphery. He's doing something. You don't know what it is. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You won't like it, but don't worry about it. it it's nothing. It's unrelated. Uh, but they know what they're doing. Terry and Sherry do. Don't worry about what they're doing. Where, where do they go? Ah, it's okay. It's fine. Fair enough. Uh, Janine, who are your Drim suggestions? I only have one. Uh-huh. And that is... Kid Burns. Which... The younger... Uh, the, not the one with the bull cut and the stupid bear. The uh, one with the curls. 
Uh, who's there when his grandfather catches the man stealing atoms? Yes. Turn out your pockets. There's an atom. There's an atom. Ooh. Well, uh, what's this? I have to do all the soundboard things myself, Janine. It's 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 rough. I'm enjoying um, it though, so please shut up and make the sound again. That's the that's sound. the that's the sound that the snail phones in the series make. <laughs> uh we got suggestions. Uh that one welder guy and Mike P are both in favor of Gabo. And mm. King Atticus, friend of the show, suggested the fourth doctor. I like Kid Burns. Like that that energy is right, the hair fits. It's the right amount of well, asshole I, and child. I feel like I'm the only person that like really kind of like really swung for child and when I saw a child with kind of a longish nose, I was like that that looks like the Burns boy. I mean, two of my suggestions were children, Janine. Hmm, no go. Um, well, are we good to go with Kid Burns for Drim? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think by this point, Lardlad uh, or, is probably taken. I feel like he has come... He's definitely yes, come uh, up a lot. Yeah, John Giant. Ah. Yeah, Kaylee got that one in. Um... So yeah, we have our drum. We then have Noko. Janine, who do you have for Noko? Well, um, for a Rodrigo style, I got the Blinky from the Black Lagoon. A, a Blinky this episode, uh, this uh, set of episodes that comes out that is um, styled after the Creature of the Black Lagoon, kind of. Yeah, Blinky's been working out. I believe you mean a Gill Man. Or a gill blinky. It doesn't. Uh, written down as Blinky Gilman. Blinky Gilman. Sounds... I mean, that's that's his name, Gilman. Well, he, he used to he used to be the director for uh, Regis and Kathy. <laughs> Unfortunately, he just went through a bunch of stuff with his family and needed to step back for a bit. And now, like, he's getting over the divorce. He's out there, but he kind of wants a new project to throw his, like, heart into. Ah. All Let's three of his hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, did you have a non-Rodrigo suggestion? I did. I had two more suggestions. I, I had thought very long and hard about this one. Um, <laughs> I went with Maggie Chu. The Maggie Pikachu hybrid that was inside of the anime couch gag mm -hmm. last season. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And then my final choice. My final choice. My favorite psychic in The Simpsons, the original Bart Simpson. 
So Tracy I know you Alderford. can read my thoughts, boy. Meow, 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 meow. Marion, who do you have for Noko? Well, like I was saying, originally I was going to have a Lard Lad for that. But Lard Lad, of course, has already been taken. But, you know, a creature who's grabbing at your memories, controlling your nostalgia... Uh, that's probably going to be that that and and then hurting you with them. Ultimately, that's going to be that giant uh, devil from that same episode, like the oh. giant actual Satan. Oh, I thought you were going to say like the Willy Spider. The Willy Spider from uh, the Nightmare right, on right, Elm Street. From, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, uh, you're talking you know about what, you know what you you, you know what uh, uh yeah. Groundskeeper Willie, uh, uh, parentheses, uh, haunted version. Uh, that's our no-go. Uh, so I believe the Red Devil you're talking about is from Red Devil Realty. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Nightmare Willie. Nightmare Willie. I have two suggestions. My Rodrigo style was the Space Crocodile. That Homer had as his Super Bowl idea. Oh, that's a good one. That is I, a I, really just brilliant uh, crocodile, too. Because I love the idea of just instead of a seahorse, it's uh, like, I guess, Kid Burns carrying around a crocodile dressed as an astronaut. The, just, just other... the most joyous crocodile you've ever seen. The other idea that I had was uh, you know how everything will be great under the sea? Under the Lisa sea? Lisa yeah. plays a seahorse as a horn in that song. Yeah. Oh, damn. Once again, trying to win the dog contest by bringing in an actual dog. <laughs> <laughs> it has failed me before. But uh, I no, I'll I'll allow it. I know I don't have the jurisdiction to to do that, but I'll allow it. I mean, Janine, are you willing to go with seahorse horn? Mm-hmm. I really love space alligator. I really love seahorse horn. Space crocodile is beautiful. I'd be fine to go with either of yeah. those. I mean, a space the space crocodile is a space crocodile, mm-hmm. and he looks the way he does too. He looks delightful. I would love him yeah. to steal my memories. I, 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 I want, yeah, I, I want to be, fr- I want to, be, you know, I want to befriend this crocodile. I want to learn more about him. We want to make Mike. He, we want to make Mike draw the space crocodile. Yeah, yeah, I really do. Uh-huh. I really do. <laughs> When he's not when he's not in front of us stealing our memories, we want to be asking, where is Space Crocodile and whose memories is he stealing? Mm-hmm. Like, we won't remember what he's stolen from us, but we'll remember the absence of the Space Crocodile. Yeah. All right. Well, then our Drim is Kid Burns. Our Noko is Space Crocodile. There it is. So you are sold on giving One Piece a shot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little late to to anime myself. It uh, I, you know, being in your forties, 
means that you know anime you still have this perception of anime as this thing that's difficult to seek out uh and a thing for true connoisseurs to to enjoy and you're either one of those or you're not because it's going to be like a you know uh just dense and uh and inaccessible but you know uh uh you know these days all the kids are anime kids and all the adults can be anime adults yeah Awesome. Well, we have accomplished our mission. Da 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 da. Wow. That's a sound clip he usually uses. Also, is, the is that from uh, the commercial break? I guess. <laughs> no, that was my sound clip that I we invented for Sexy Cat Marge Watch. Oh. Before we got to Cat Woman Marge Simpson from the Island of Doctor Hibbert. Oh boy, that that is a an upsetting episode. <laughs> but we also get canonic transplanters. He's oh. got others that need milking. Oh, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I just Let's like that so much. I, I think I hate sex now. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing's half the battle. Uh all right. Well, where can people find you online? Uh, if you're still on Twitter, unfollow me and block me on Twitter. Uh, if you follow me, I will block you at the Gonzales. Uh, I'm on Blue Sky. You can uh, uh, I, uh, also as the Gonzales. Uh, find me there and follow me, and I will block you. I will also block you if you try to perceive any of the things I post on Instagram as Mrs. Martian. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can follow me there if you like, uh, as Marion Gonzalez. Um, I don't update there very much. I probably should. Uh, it's, it's a great place to put your lewds, nudes, and all kinds of dudes. <laughs> That's what I've been doing wrong on LinkedIn. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, uh, Janine, where can you be found? Um, well... I'm still on Twitter. You could find me there at Janine Juliet. Um, I'm also making my way to Blue Sky. I have not posted Drangus yet, but uh, that is also Janine Juliet. Oh, that, that's all that's getting posted over there. Yeah, sorry, Janine. Uh, sorry. It, yes, Wait, Drangus it, City over on Blue Sky. Yeah, Drangus is your dog, Angus, dressed up like a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so cute, though. It does. Um, bam. Is this episode just going to be called Drangus? Maybe. We've said a lot of stuff. I feel like it's bad for the SEO. No one's going to be searching Drangus until now. Someone, if they do, Mm -hmm. we're going to be the number one hit. Yeah, or I mean, you could you could find uh, another, you know, more SEO-friendly appellation for, 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 for the for the bits i mean there's ch- there, there's chongas uh that there's wedding tackle i could call the episode wedding tackle uh there, there, there's twiggy berries uh that's one uh there's you know uh, the stuff oh i the stuff i don't want to pay three thousand two hundred ninety five dollars for drangus.com oh 
Well, there, there you go. It looks like there's already a, a built-in demand for Drangus. Uh, the people know yeah. it. The people want it. The people the yearn people for Drangus. Okay, they I can get Drangus. I can get Drangus.org. Uh, they they capitalized <laughs> it as Dr. Angus. I wonder if I could get Drang.gus. That sounds awful. Uh, Luke, I'm mostly just replying to people on Twitter at at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. I'm more active, quote-unquote, on Blue Sky, where you can see me tweeting thoughts about old-school 1940s uh, Human Torch and Submariner comics. Uh, mostly, I wish that Submariner had his submarine airplanes still, and yeah. I'm very upset about every person who's like, hey, you can't stop me, Human Torch. I've got an asbestos suit. It's like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. I've got bad I'm... news. <laughs> you're eventually going to leave that suit and you will get the shit burnt out of you. And also... Now you have cancer. You have a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can go to my website, lukehair.com, or uh, you can... Find my LinkedIn, which uh, hire me to do other different stuff. Our show covers are currently illustrated by Mike Patton, who you can find at Patton Pending, P A T T E N T E N D I N G, on the Instagram, or uh, Mike is also Patton Pending on Blue Sky, where we need to get him to post more. But All right. Mike is wonderful. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Domans Dawn. You can visit our website at domansdawn.com. And uh, we have a Tumblr still, even though that is no longer our primary way of posting. And there's a Twitter because I'm prioritizing getting people off of Twitter and Facebook and onto Blue Sky before I make a Domance Dawn account. So. Uh, thank you for listening. Marion, thank you for coming on the show. You have been a mm -hmm. lovely guest. You have been a ha handsome guest. Uh, yeah, I'm more lovely than handsome, really. Okay. But thank you. And, uh, thank you for setting sail with us. We'll be back in two more weeks where guess who's coming back, Janine? Me? No, uh, Foxy's coming back. I'm not coming back next week. I mean, you're coming I'm back. Sorry, you have to find out this way. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we're replacing no. you. We're replacing you with uh, racist Jim Cummings Italian impression. But yeah, no, Foxy's back on the next episode. So see you then, as we also have the stakes risen higher than we've been before. Smooth, smooth sailing. I mean, what defines a rodeo? Is it any show with horses? Oh, not not just any show. It's it's a specific kind of show. I, I mean, uh, and to be more specific, what what I went to is would be called a charriada, uh, which is like a Mexican rodeo. You saw a Mexican a rodeo. Rodeo. Uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, horse stunts.
you know, uh, so, some guys are going to uh, uh, ride a bull real good. Some guys are going to ride an angry horse real good. Uh, some some children are gonna uh, are gonna lasso a calf real good. Uh, some guys in a clown outfit they're gonna jump in a barrel, and if it's a Mexican rodeo, they're gonna do all these things in a in a three piece suit. Uh, 